All right. For all of you who say, wait, I'd really like to be friends with black women, but you know, I don't understand their experiences. This episode is for you because it touches on all the extra things black women go through, including, but not limited to, reproductive justice and maternal health. And believe me, we've actually heard that statement more than once. So that's what we're discussing in today's episode, because white people, you keep asking us what you can do differently to be more anti-racist, including that question that we just started with or that statement. So we're spending the summer going through things in a bite-sized way so that we all know the basics around the most commonly asked questions and issues around racism that we see in this country. And again, we'd like to emphasize that this is not a checklist. This is simply a primer. So if you're looking for more, go buy our book, Dear White Women, Let's Get Uncomfortable Talking About Racism, which is full of people's stories, real history, and action steps for you to take. Welcome to the Dear White Women podcast. We are your biracial Japanese and white hosts, Sarah and Misasha. We've been best friends for 25 years, ever since we met as undergrads at Harvard. And now Misasha is a lawyer, is married to a black man and has very mixed race boys. The world sees as black. I'm Sarah. I'm a life coach and I'm married to a white Canadian man. And I have two white presenting girls. And together we help white women use their privilege to uproot systemic racism without centering themselves in the process. So this episode, I wanted to start with this statement from Senator Bill Cassidy, who's a Republican senator from Louisiana, uh, which he said in May of 2022. So notice that I said 2022, not 1952 or 1902 or 1862. Anyway, Senator Cassidy said Louisiana's maternal mortality rate, which is one of the worst in the nation, does not tell the whole story of maternal health in the state because of its large black population and the, quote, uncommonly broad definition Louisiana uses. So in his words, about a third of our population is African-American. African-Americans have a higher incidence of maternal mortality. So if you correct our population for race, we're not as much of an outlier as it would otherwise appear. (laughs) Right? It was a struggle to get through that quote. So he said that in an interview with Politico for the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health series, Public Health on the Brink. And he went on, actually, that wasn't enough. So he went on to say, now I say that not to minimize the issue, but to focus the issue as to where it should be. For whatever reason, people of color have a higher incidence of maternal mortality. And I obviously had a hard time getting that one out. Okay, so Sarah, besides the vomiting noises, what comes up for you when you hear that statement from a politician in 2022? So first of all, it makes me question, like, aren't politicians supposed to look out for their people? Oh, right. We're in America. They're in it for themselves, not for their people. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you tried using logic and reasoning. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay. So first of all, if you correct our population for race, (laughs) right? What are you talking about? These are people like who are dying in your state from maternal mortality, not for whatever reason, but because you're trying to correct away a third of your population too, right? Right. Like, So he's saying white people are the norm. I'm air quoting, right? Because like, we're oh, heavy air quote. That was an aggressive air quote that you just did. Yeah. And then totally ignoring the science and all of the information that we all know to be true, that it's a higher incidence of maternal mortality because of the race of the women we are talking about. There have been so many studies about like the bias in doctors who think that black women 
don't experience pain in the same way. So they discount how they're feeling. There are, you know, like we have heard from one of our top athletes in this country, Serena Williams, who had to fight to be believed when she things were not going right in her pregnancy and delivery. And she almost died. Like, yeah, aftercare, right? Like the postpartum care. Yep. There, it is structural. It is something that I know from talking to our friends who are OBGYNs, they are being more and more made aware of this problem and are pushed to challenge it. But for a politician, a leader to say, well, for some reason, these black women are dying. Oh, well, let's just ignore that and focus on other people makes me sick. Okay, so I'm with you because I am still stuck on that comment, whatever reason, right? For whatever reason, whatever reason. So I think we've got some reasons, right? And let's just throw out one to start, redlining. How about that? So according to Anti-Racism Daily, a 2021 study analyzing preterm birth disparities, which was published in JAMA, which is the Journal of the American Medical Association, found that historic redlining practices play a modern day role in Black maternal health. Now, hold on. Let's just remember, some people will go redlining. What's that? That was the process of you know, uh, the government in the mid 1900s, basically carving out maps and saying, well, this place is where a lot of the black people live. So we're not going to give them access to mortgages. We're not going to give them fire departments and infrastructure that would help them look out for their neighborhoods. Like they were not giving people schools, right? Yeah. So you were basically creating maps and infrastructure based on the racial makeup of neighborhoods in our country when basically our parents were all still alive. Yeah. So thank you for that. That's a good primer. So when the researchers in the study took, you know, close to 65,000 birth certificates from 2005 to 2018. Okay. So these are kids that were born starting in 2005 to 2018 in 15 Rochester, New York zip codes and overlaid where those birth certificates came from with old redlining maps, they saw that preterm births were highest in areas historically zoned as, quote, hazardous. They concluded that there was a link between historic inequity and modern childbirth disparities. And, you know, to be specific, the study says our findings provide further evidence of the influence of a legacy of structural racism and the disproportionate burden of adverse pregnancy outcomes for Black women in the U.S. And this next sentence really got me because it said, this is the factor that likely gives rise to the so-called immigrant paradox in which immigrant women have better health outcomes on arrival to the U.S. than after multiple years of living within the U.S. Let's just sit with that for a second, because, right? Yeah, because that's saying that it's not just about the doctors and the treatment modern day people receive. It's the ongoing like historic stress of living as a black person in this country that weighs more heavily on their bodies than people who've just come over from outside the country. Well, and going back to Louisiana for a second, Louisiana's maternal mortality rates are terrible. Four black mothers die for every one white mother. You know, not to say the rest of the U.S. is better because it's a three to one ratio nationally, right? Louisiana ranks 47th out of 48 states that were assessed. So it's doing pretty terribly. And what? You know, to me, this speaks of the lasting effects like we were just talking about of systemic racism and policies that while, you know, like redlining might be, quote, over or, quote, ended, have effects that last to this day and are clearly affecting generations to come. Because remember those kids born in 2005 to 2018? Yep. Those kids still being affected. So like to just sum this up for a second, black women have higher mortality rates in childbirth, have higher infant mortality rates in childbirth, and people are trying to remove those statistics from the aggregate in order to, quote, correct our population for race. 
And I think it's important to note also that this isn't just about childbirth or maternal health and childbirth either. It's about pregnancy care. It continues on with reproductive rights. This is a bigger issue. It's about treatment in the workplace that's disparate. It's about hair discrimination and so much more. So, Sarah, what can we do about this? Oh, we can do things, folks. You can do (laughs) things. So, you know, we love learning, right? We can all start by educating ourselves. So we have so many past episodes. I'll highlight two and we can write more of them in the show notes. But episode 13 with Dr. Monique Rainford, who really talks about the maternal mortality rates. We have episode 68 with Mariko Miki from If, When, How, which is about the legal landscape regarding uh, reproductive rights, which obviously is a big freaking deal right now in our country with SCOTUS. And then if you'd want to look at, if you're a reader, we have chapter 14 in our book as a start. And we also have a reference guide in the back for more information. And I think we need to start thinking a little bit more, right? Question the statistics, follow groups like Black Mamas Matter, which is the Black Mamas Matter Alliance, which are addressing disparities due to race on a really grassroots level. And then look at who, you know, possible overturning of Roe v. Wade would affect the most. Because I know a lot of white women have really deep in their feelings about it. Rightfully so. We should all be putting being women first, right, at this point. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, you need to understand that much as so many white women are having like aggressively angry feelings about this, it's black and brown women who are going to be even more impacted mm-hmm. by this. Allyship is a verb. So you cannot just call yourself one. Other people will maybe consider you one, but depending on what you're going to do and who are you going to support. You've just listened to the Dear White Women podcast with your hosts, Sarah and me, Sasha. Yes, we're on social media. And yes, you can hire us to do talks about our book. But the biggest thing, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to receive our free materials. Head over to DearWhiteWomen.com to get on the list.